Welcome to the podcast after the podcast. This is Short Rest. Welcome to Short Rest, everybody. Uh, uh, Mamma mia. Okay. (laughs) I'm your direct messenger. Nope, sorry. Just regular old Brian Murphy. But I am here with, uh, you know, the guy himself, Hard One Shorefoot. (laughs) Actually, just, uh, just, uh, I guess I, I guess I'm a guy. Uh, and I have a check this out. Actually, I'm a guy with a matching sweatsuit, Jake Hurwitz. Oh my ah, god, that was reveal. me last night. That was really, really comfortable. So good. I started out this quarantine being like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like put on makeup every day and try to dress nice so as to come. I, I don't know. It was delusional. At this mm. point, I love wearing a matching sweatsuit. Hey, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, we've got someone who definitely wears a matching sweatsuit uh, whenever she goes for a jog around the creek. That's Moonshine Simon. No, unfortunately, Ooh. it's just Emily Axford. Emily Axford is picturing Moonshine in a matching gray sweatsuit, sweatsuit, and she looks fantasmagoric. <laughs> oh man, can you picture like Papa and like a little tiny Ooh. matching one too? Oh, and he's got uh, a little headband. Having, yeah, yeah, Papa with a little stopwatch. Oh, kind of oh, like a Royal Tannenbaum's kind of look. Barking mm-hmm. at. Oh, her. I love yeah. it. Um, and then, of course, we've got the 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 guy who definitely has a windbreaker and um, windbreak <laughs> pants uh, yeah. combo, Beverly Togold. Uh, unfortunately, Beverly does have a pair of breakaway pants, uh, and kids in the Green <laughs> wow. Teens organization would pull those down uh, and pants oh. him. Uh, so what a dangerous thing for teenagers to be into, just I to have know. a pair of pants that could be ripped off. And for once, uh, Beverly... And I are aligned in this because I also had a pair of pants like that. And yeah. uh, kids during church camp basketball would just r- uh, yank those things off my body. So, yeah. uh, wait, are they comfy? I would think that having buttons on your side would be uncomfortable if you they, were to log They're roll. like long gym shorts, basically. Yeah, yeah. The, you can feel the buttons. You can feel you the can buttons. You can feel the buttons. <laughs> they're not as comfortable as just sweatpants. But the convenient part is that you can... If you're warm, you can take them off without uh, taking your shoes off, I guess. You always have gym shorts on underneath them. So if somebody is pulling your pants off, they're also having to pull your shorts off. I'm so sorry. I actually have to interrupt this entire conversation, though, because Jake pointed out that he was wearing a matching sweatsuit, but he didn't specify what color. It's a beautiful olivey green color. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is It's kind of like a deep sage. Listeners at home, (laughs) that is what you should picture. I would mm-hmm. say it's more like pea. It's like pea soup. Ooh, oh yeah, I could see a that. Pea soup, pea soup, suit. Like a real <laughs> London fog. A pea I soup. Will never, I will never <laughs> cease to be amazed at your dedication to leisure and comfort. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Jake, you are a golden retriever who moves through life so easily. <laughs> As long as I got my sweatsuit on, everything's but it's good. Not- it's like whichever direction you turn, the wind follows you, I think. But it's not, it's not even that. He seeks out the wind. He had to buy that sweatsuit. Did you or did it just come to you? I, it showed up on my doorstep one day. And there, well, there you go. Well, there you go. I'm wrong. The postman was like, somebody bought an extra one of these. Do you want it? Oh, it's your size. <laughs> Thanks for having me, That is how I picture your life happening. <laughs> Do you want to model this? Do you need a job? God, I'm truly honored. It, it's more like <laughs> passive income, really. <laughs> It's like that movie series where death is following those teenagers, except it's good fortune and Jake. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, destination. So, guys, um, we had oh man, this 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 ep was a bit of a a beast of an edit because of um uh, s- some remote recording problems, but it came out great. 
I think it he was yes. um, uh, a really. We had our mics really at different episode. levels, but it all worked out. Yeah, you know what? First and foremost, can we please give uh, a bouquet of roses wrapped in a beautiful golden tracksuit uh, to our daddy and editor? Yeah, that's oh, right. Thank you. Wonderful that's a, job, yeah, Murph. For real. And, and, and should have a, a rose scarecrow for sure. <laughs> I, and I give I give a bouquet of I give a bouquet of roses to um, Daniel Ramos who yeah. edits yeah. who edits Trini Vale. Who I panic Who texted. Freaking showed the. Fuck I panic up. texted at like nine o'clock <laughs> last night, and I was like, "Hey, what are you doing tonight?" <laughs> yeah, the dude is so solid. Just, yeah, just Carl so solid. level solid. It's just like absolute hey, Carl energy. Can I can I <laughs> kindly ruin your night and give <laughs> and give you some notes at twelve thirty on a Wednesday? Jeez. This is the first time that like the the adventure of the of posting the show rivals the one of the band of the boobs it was yeah, uh, we had to become titans to get this one out well, you did the, the, the recording the tracks were the glittering lady and that they were fucking us over but we also we loved know. them yeah yeah murph <laughs> did have to make uh, a deal with a demon in the nine hells to get this episode out Ooh, which which layer um, Which demon? Lust, baby. <gasps> wow. Oh, Good yeah. for your wife, huh? We are, going to be getting, <laughs> we are going to be getting horny and moist in this house. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? We're going to rub all over each other. Wow, what? you just did undid all the goodwill that you garnered for your hard work. <laughs> oh, these roses are By filthy dropping now. the M word. Oh, jeez. Uh, you moistened the roses. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, that's good for the roses. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I over. I Gives over them watered. a little more time before they get pressed into a book. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't want them to wilt. Um, yeah, guys, but oh, man, here's. Here's a um, a peek behind the screen of oh, h- how much I don't know what I'm going to do with making you guys Titans. Oh. But originally, here's here's the great thing about getting to do an edit, right? Is that you can kind of retcon stuff that never comes out. And I know that by talking about this, I'm putting it out there and showing mm. my hand. But that's just the type of exclusive content you get on the short rest. That's Sounds right. like five bucks to me. Uh-huh. Thank you. Um, and Venmo Murpha Rose while you're at it. Everyone <laughs> yeah, should Venmo, just Venmo. Me Rose. <laughs> Um, One cent and a rose emoji. In the in the original audio of the podcast, I had you guys go up to level eighteen when you guys um, got the divine hearts, but I left that part out because I was like, We're I might want to do more special stuff. Mm. Um, so you guys are at least level 18 and, oh, uh, at least to level 18. Okay. So we're getting another level. You guys are definitely getting another and we level. might get another present. You might get another present. What's do the other present? Like, uh, I I don't know if I I don't I don't want to I don't want to spoil it yet. Okay. Um, oh, but that's that's a good cliffhanger though. It's okay. a good cliffhanger. Extra P. Yeah, it dude. will be it will be more than a level. So you didn't retcon. You re- just removed something. I removed something. I didn't. Okay. I didn't. I didn't retcon anything. I didn't. I didn't yeah. change anything. But I think I said you guys are now level eighteen. And I was like, that's a little anticlimactic. And mm-hmm. definitely, if this was a normal off mic thing, I would put off whatever uh, I was planning to do with this yeah, like, yeah, Divine yeah. Heart stuff until next time. And so we're going to so... be level 22 now. Yes, definitely. I wouldn't <laughs> Great, mind cool. being level 22. Oh, you wouldn't yeah. mind it? Well, if you would, yeah, okay with yeah. yeah. fuck with that. If, that were, take if a... that's narratively exciting to you, it also is <sighs> to me. Interesting. Let's take a player vote to see if we all want that. 
Okay, yeah, up. three, hands two, one. I vote <laughs> for it. Wow. Okay, yeah, that's, I'm looking at the Zoom gallery mode, and wow. I'll tell you what, there was a lot of hands raised. A lot of hands in the gallery. Really interesting. <laughs> I think we got Zoom bumped. <laughs> you guys, holy crap. <laughs> oh, yeah, I posted our ID before we started. I hope that's okay. <laughs> okay, great. Um, well, here, here's a question. So here's something I was playing around with, and at the risk of giving out spoilers, um, but I don't know. This is just something I'm thinking about. Um, yeah. Why not? We only got a couple episodes exactly. left. Let's so I was, show everyone our panties. I was thinking about doing <laughs> maybe you guys getting your next level and then also getting a level in a class that you are like related to that you have like done work in you know what i mean oh. so ah, essentially, is this because i'm a going wizard i'm gonna have a wizard uh no oh oh yeah this is just you that i told you that that i wanted moonshine to take a level of with uh, take to take a couple levels of this wizard. is so yeah. cool yeah because i was also I, I talked with um jake and emily about taking a level or two in fighter yeah, which you uh, absolutely to try and get action, for action surge. surge yeah oh yeah damn god so many fucking smites it would yeah, be it would be nuts. Smites. Uh, Smite so, sandwich. So I thought that was a little interesting narratively to essentially have cause... you progress as yourself and then progress some like hidden kind of unlocked part of yourself. That's cool. That being said, if we did that, we might have to go beyond level twenty because um I think Jake is probably really banking on those four uh, swings he gets at level 20 for fighter. Mm. I really uh, like I, See, I don't care. I, really I made my whole character. Attack. I was like, all I need is one more level of druid. I get my ninth level spells and then I was going to finish out with wizard. Yeah, Moonshine's kind of a Swiss army knife and, and Bev, yeah. you're trying to turn into just like the fucking damage dealing dude that you can be. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. I got, <laughs> I got strong friends. I got to keep up. Yeah. Uh, I well, was gonna I, say not so much for moonshine, but then I did actually crit. You when did I like a hundred. You did like hundred and twenty damage awesome, in a turn. Man. It was insane. I'll never get to do that again. Just like your sport damage is so high, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, my sport damage. Yeah. yeah, my sport damage is good. It's really consistent, but you know you have to at some point make peace with the fact that you are not the damage dealer. But you can, <laughs> and especially although I need to get that level seventeen because I need to fucking shape change into a dragon at some point in this campaign, and it can't be for the final fight because I have other. Mm, more uh, helpful, quote unquote, stuff mm, that I need to do. Moonshine yes. can bonus action, mass healing word, attack, then also have Papa attack and it's sports good. for 24. It's good, but yeah. it's I, good. It's good. <laughs> but you know what? Dealing a bunch of damage feels like it makes you feel awesome. Yeah. And so when I crit, it felt really fucking good. <laughs> and when I yeah. had great weapon master and then got to attack again, it feels really good. It does. There's nothing like it. Yeah. It's so many dice and you get to add up the numbers. And normally when I'm counting numbers, it feels bad. But in this one fleeting <laughs> moment, counting the numbers feels good. Yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's all just things it's that are- it's, It is making me think, because as we get higher and higher and you all just- straight up do damage it's making me be like oh, i guess i should play another martial class because i want to know how that feels <laughs> but i just think i would be so bad at it i mean wiz um, wizards and sorcerers do druids do less damage is that with how their it spells. works i mean certainly i've never played a high level i've never played i've never played any other class this high level yeah I feel like you got to do Eldritch Knight or something next time. Yeah, I, yeah that, like, definitely pairing the action surge with uh, with casting spells seems 
really fucking yeah, cool. That's yeah, that's I, cool. I want to see that. I want to see uh, the Emily Axford uh, Eldritch Knight version. <laughs> Emily Axford I want to see who that deals flavor. damage. I got yes. to do it with a fantasy high character because I was a monk and it felt really cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, monks are nuts. Maybe you should play a monk again. Well, Ooh. the problem is that monks are so good. I'm, I'm not sure if I've talked about this before on the short rest, so forgive me if I'm repeating myself. I have a terrible memory and <laughs> every single day is a fugue state. Um, okay. <laughs> it's called ADHD. <laughs> good um, lord. <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure if I've talked about this before, but monks are really fun with their mobility, but I wonder how that would translate to when you're doing a lot of the movement in your mind. Interesting. So I, I'm always curious if you would feel if it would feel less freeing. I think there are a lot of moments though where it's been I mean, we handle movement sloppily just because it's you know, um, theater of the mind, mm-hmm. but, oh. but there is, there is a lot of like, it's going to take them two rounds to get to you. Yeah. And yeah. If, if you had like 120 speed, had, like, it would be like, okay, you get there this turn. Yeah. So there is, there is that aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, that's certainly true. That's certainly true. Emily, I feel like you're really good at asking questions and like getting a survey of the terrain when we fight. So I feel like you could use that to your advantage a lot because you could trick Murph. Yeah. I mean, saying. I think when you have like lots of area of effect uh, stuff, you kind of have to ask lots of questions. That's a really good point by Caldwell is Emily <laughs> tricking me by being just like, would you say that there are like, I don't know, ghosts nearby? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I guess you guys are in a haunted house. I guess there would be ghosts. Is okay. anything wet? Is is there like a moist flower? <laughs> it's always just a weird, it's always just a weird question. It's, is there yeah, any just... food around? Uh, uh. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's some bread. Okay. I cast infuse bread <laughs> i cast yeast walk <laughs> yeast walk's good man yeast yeah. walk you can't, yeast walk wow or yeast sense i never what got is, is it what was it sense? corpse stride yeah. i kept saying that i wanted <laughs> oh yeah we want corpse stride next it's time. so dark it's too dark <laughs> yeah emily i feel like you're the, the queen of non sequitur damage and i i want to see more of that <laughs> <laughs> yes no no moonshine is very cool i'm just saying it's a cool it's cool to watch people do a ton of damage and sometimes you are like feel a little inferior if you don't do as much damage and for so sure you, it feels my point is totally that it just feel felt really fucking good to create and do a bunch of damage yeah, <laughs> yeah. It sure do great and have great weapon master a great great weapon master is so fucking crucial great weapon you master told, is so good i like i also like you you told me about it and i only did it like <laughs> l- i should have done it so long ago <laughs> it's crazy i got it i'm almost like it's almost like i went shopping at your favorite store and <laughs> yeah. then came in with a shirt and you're like where'd you get that and I was like, yeah, you yeah, you sh- yeah, it's in your size. I'm just wearing it. <laughs> yeah, it was, I don't know. What a waste of time. What a waste of time. <laughs> um. Oh, wait, I had a quick question for Hard One. Uh, speaking of uh, multi-classing, have you thought oh. about any other multi-class you would want to do? I feel like you're the, the odd man out here a little bit. Yeah, it's tough because I feel like I've made such a big show of like how Moonshine was a loser for being in the library and how reading is bad. <laughs> There's like not, I like close the door on a lot of the classes like that. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like there's absolutely nothing wrong though with just being, like fighter is such a good class. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like maybe, I I don't know. Do I get anything by also being a barbarian or is it kind of just like a lot of First level barbarian is pretty cool because you always have the option to go into a rage and take a bunch of damage. That being Mm -hmm. said, 
20th level fighter is one of the better 20th level things. This is just to get an extra attack. Mm. And with all those action surges, that's a potential yeah. extra two attacks. And yeah, and then critting, critting on 18, the 19, and 20, and great yeah. weapons master. Shout out Axford. <laughs> I think I like barbarian because I'm the healer. So if I need to go into a rage or and like take and like half my damage to stay up longer, I can. Yeah. Like it's nice to know that that's option there. Um, and I like it for uh role playing just so I can like beef out and like get advantage <laughs> yeah. on uh strength stuff. But other than that, it really adds nothing for me. Like the because mm. all you get to add is plus two to attack and plus two to damage, I believe. I think it's just damage. Okay, maybe it's just put. Okay, yeah, no, you're right. So all you get to add is like plus two to damage. Um, mm. so which I like when at a certain point you're just like, all right, I guess I add plus two. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, just that's that's like, it's just to have the damage. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like what about um like a, some kind of healing class because I feel like everybody around me mm. always heals and i well you do have spirit guardians if you took a level of cleric i'm trying you would need to take like two levels of cleric though to get your channel divinity mm. yeah what can channel divinity do that's like mostly like you get it's, a holy symbol you can use to like uh, expel fiends or everyone another- can turn undead but different um different like cleric paths will give uh will give really cool stuff like for example the uh tempest cleric Oh, yeah. like once a day or twice a day, however much you can do channel divinity, you can do max damage on thunder or lightning. Ooh. So you do have that lightning. I don't know if it's a, if it's restricted to spells or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But that's a pretty fun thing to just be like, cool, I do this, this level spell and it's max lightning damage. That is cool. Oh, man. I don't know if it would work, but it'd be cool to like be able to permanently give you my book so you could do like some touch hands as well or something like what that. about taking a level oh. of paladin would you get um Ooh. like smites at, i think you what, don't get point? smites until level two i see yeah. yeah paladin is a tough one to just dip into right. the best ones to dip into really are like barbarian and fighter hexblade uh warlock is also a good dip but you don't need that mm. it's more of a good dip for getting uh for being able to use a non-strength modifier for yeah. attacking. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But you also get the curse, which is good because it gives you advantage, right? Uh, oh, Hexblade Curse. Yeah, I'll be honest. I've played a couple Hexblade Warlocks, and Hexblade Curse, um, you can only do it on one person. And yeah. it, I feel like it's not as common that there's just like one person that you're going for. Yeah. Because um, mm-hmm. ba- battles are usually a little more complex. So it's it doesn't always stand out to me as like one of the biggest perks of taking Hexblade Warlock. Mm. Well, you know what, guys? We've 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 been yes. on the rails about D&D. Let's talk about the Let's app about the episode, a little bit. Of course, Thank of you. I will say... Sorry to everyone who was screaming, saying, talk about the episode. Big, big roses to all my to all my babies for using diplomacy. Yeah. <laughs> we finally it did was, it. We finally fucking did it. I know. It was really scary. I... I guess, like, I want to know from your perspective, like, did you, did you, I know that you didn't, like, plan whether we'd use diplomacy or not. Like, how would you have felt if we had not tried diplomacy and just been, like, we're gonna take Destroyer? I think yeah. that would have been fine, too. I, I I think that she is a sympathetic character because I, I think you can see how she got there. But mm-hmm. I think that she's going, she's kind of a villain, um, less so than Galad or any of these bad people. It's like it's like the people that she's imprisoning in these swords and stuff 
and various um, magic or musical instruments and stuff are people who have like invaded her shrine. They're people that you guys would have like you guys have killed chosen soldiers yeah. and stuff. She's turning those people in. You don't know what's going on with Luna, so you guys will find out. Oh my what goodness. The, I am so yeah. relieved what's that going Luna on there. Yeah. Did it, that yeah. I didn't. That was a fun role. Oh, that oh, was I, such I, a stressful role. I told Emily yeah. this off mic uh, after we recorded if Luna was picked and Moonshine decided in that moment to like pop out and show herself and try to stop her, unless Moonshine got like some insane persuasion check, she would have got knocked out too and thrown in a pod. Holy shit. I knew that. That's why I was like looking around and I was like, there are empty pods, aren't there? This is hanging over our head. This woman is is probably going to turn us into enchanted weapons, presumably. Although if one of us got turned into an enchanted weapon, presumably one of the other party members could just use that weapon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be but cool. also, I mean, we met John Elway the flying sword. Presumably we could just continue the campaign as a flying weapon. <laughs> yeah. Huge yeah, upgrade. So. Huge upgrade. <laughs> Huge upgrade. I guess, can I take a class just... as can I take a class of flying sword? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I it just, quit. I quit. It just gives you the levitate spell, <laughs> but you'll never get four attacks. You don't, you don't get to add strength. You're just a floating yeah. object. <laughs> you'll never know love, but you're very sharp. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, so yeah, there was a possibility of getting knocked out and put in a pod. And that role was I huge really too, liked... because it was it was it wasn't just to save Luna, but it was like now like that basically defeated Barrett. Barrett Brisden. I yeah. know. Yeah. And he was a big villain. So that was great. Yeah. 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 It was it was um I had people a lot of people bringing up Luna, like, where's Luna? Where's Luna? Is Luna kind of coming back? And originally I was like, Well, there's kind of no room for anybody right now. But then I thought, well, if we're going to have Barrett Brisden, it would make sense for you'll find out one way or the other whether she's working with him or against him, but they uh-huh. are certainly tied together. Yeah. So it makes sense yeah. to bring them both in. And Brisden is one of those characters that was like um, a looming threat early on, but unless he turns into some insane angel monster, we could just make easy he's, not, work of him. he's not a challenge for you guys. Whoa. So it's right. better to use oh, him as awesome. like, Throwing really him away as like a casual, you know, to make the glittering lady more threatening. That's a cool move as a DM to be like, okay, this guy was a villain, but like you have outpaced him. Yes, yeah, sir. I mean, certainly. Like to be true to that. Yeah, that is put cool in the world. Well. Is there any villain that we should go back and like visit just to kick their ass? Anyone that <laughs> I think you guys have. I think you guys have sufficiently killed everyone. <laughs> there was that guy. We left the survivors. There was that uh, the boy king and Edmund Laurel hit like the hand of the king <laughs> who right. pissed himself, oh. and uh, you guys dragged through the um, the castle in Galateron. You guys don't know what happened to them, but that's you guys mostly kill your enemies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, our enemies are bad. They are. They are bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no I regrets. guess that is a question, though. Like. We are in this position now where, like, we're letting the glittering lady live, but, like, she does still have this horde of prisoners, so I guess we'll have to kind of see what further... That's a good question, Murph. Is it... And maybe you don't want to reveal this yet, but, like, we kind of on air, we're trying to figure out if those people could be released or if it was just, like, a machine that sort of took their sentience but not their souls. Right. I Hmm. think this will have to be a combo that you have with the glittering lady. Cool. Well, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, we definitely, I definitely like would fight to let the glittering lady live just because I feel like I was getting some, I was getting some complicated, uh, messy history with, uh, Melora. And yeah, I was like, sure. I don't even, I don't think Melora would want her to be killed. Mm-hmm, you yeah. know, like I would think that I, I got the impression that Melora would strangely be happy in a way to see her. Yeah. yeah. I think so too. Yeah. I think we should summon uh, Fantasy Peta on her uh, and say that she's been caging these beautiful dragons in this other realm. Uh, and We're going to they... summon Peta on Melora? Yeah. <laughs> no, on Tulane. She's been like keeping these dragons cooped up in this other realm. I guess she's Melora not, was the one that no, put them in. Yeah, it's Melora. Yeah. Melora's the one. Oh, yeah, yeah. She wants back them. in. Yeah. She wants cool, back yeah. in. I want to let yeah. her back in, but she's got to let. She's got to make the dragons... We just got to have a chat about yeah. who the dragons it's can just, eat and who the dragons can't eat. It's, right. like the, you know? it's like a park where you can have your dog on a leash or not on a leash. And we're <laughs> just like, hey, we want everyone to enjoy the park. You just yeah. have to leash like, the dogs. <laughs> this is a really good metaphor. I think you should bring it up with Tulane. <laughs> <laughs> Will she know what a dog is? <laughs> Are there dog parks in Bohemia? Uh, certainly, yeah. Wow. <laughs> have we awesome. met a dog in Bohemia? Uh, no. <laughs> there's dog parks, but there's no dogs. <laughs> No dogs? Are they just for werewolves to go and turn into werewolves <laughs> yeah, or run away wolves. and then leave? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we met a, a winter wolf, I guess. We yeah, met yeah. Um, Oscar. Yeah, but it's true. We haven't met a single dog. <laughs> what the hell have we been doing this whole time? I'm gonna start doing uh, nature ch- or uh, perception checks to look for a dog. <laughs> Great. Very <laughs> like foster. A domesticated dog. You've heard it here first, folks. There are no dogs in Bohemia. <laughs> You're just gonna hear people be like, "I'm sorry, dog. What is that?" I mean. <laughs> Here's the thing. We're in the end game of the campaign. Uh-huh. We need to answer those questions. Yeah. We need to turn over every stone. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We can't leave any mysteries. <laughs> well, you guys don't know what dogs are if they don't exist. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Well, in our universe, possums are, are rodents, are uh, in, of the rodent family. I think people are just yelling, being like, get away, rodent. I know. I just was joking because yeah. I like to call him a rodent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and people always correct me, but I'm like, I, it's just funny. He's yeah. just a rodent. I don't you know what call to say. Him a rodent. He's a little rat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the um, Melora put them all there. I mean, you got you guys will maybe find out more stuff. I don't know, but like the place is called Sanctuary, so it is mm. like these were beasts that were being hunted down and stuff yeah. and then they went to this place where they were safe and they so thrived. So banishing them wasn't necessarily like a stay out of my realm as much right. as this is a safer place for you. Yeah, because like Melora, for- couldn't she have like seemingly or theoretically like put them in a a jail or a, or a gem or whatever? Like yeah, she did create a, a pleasant world for everyone to live in yeah yeah and it's not like is it is it a world that just because i don't know much about pocket dimensions is it a world that if they flew far enough they would hit a wall yes they they can't they can't get out yeah so it's truman show for dragons yes exactly (laughs) truman show for dragons i want to meet the jim carrey of this world it's the smaugman show He's got a fear of flying. He's the dragon that's afraid to fly, so he only stays in his little keep. One thing oh, I really it. enjoyed about this was having a good old classic sneak. Yeah. Because when yeah. things get really epic, you know, we tend to just be like, okay, we're dealing with everything head on. And it was it was such a fun thing to get put in there, like 
politely put in there and then just hear the door lock behind us yeah and then be like okay well we're gonna try and get sneaky and then handy andy couldn't even leave the window and it was like okay what the fuck is going it was re- it was a really fun position to be put in as a player i had a and great time being locked you, in the room <laughs> yeah just like having the dm set up a situation and lean back and like just let <laughs> his players figure it out <laughs> Hotboxing the room to get Cordon to come in there was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just smelling like cinnamon. cinnamon. All right. What is that? Is that marijuana? <laughs> Which implies that like we don't know what weed smells like and neither does Cordon. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> For all our bluster, I don't think any of us have smoked weed. <laughs> Honestly, I love the Cordon fight. Uh, like, all, yeah. like as much as I liked fighting the glittering lady. The glittering lady was like harder because it was like we didn't want to. Like that's why I cast contagion because I was like, okay, I want to let her know I don't want to actively hurt her. You yeah. know, like, but I will if she continues fighting. So it's like the glittering lady. We were like, kind of like playing it in a we're just fighting because you're making us do yeah. this. Yeah. But and- Cordon, we could just be like, bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you tied him up and put him in a bathtub. <laughs> Uh, Murph, you flavored that uh, contagion spell really well too, like oh, making thanks. it so that it like dulled yeah. her scales. That was like such a that hit her where it hurt without like actually hurting her. That's mm-hmm. a, really that was another way. really cool thing as a DM too, because like you know like that spell is really cool, but you like but you know we first time we played it, we played it rules as written, but then you know apparently they've. Not they've, rules as intended. Not apparently. rules as intended. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I'm not going to go down that road. Um, but. <laughs> The way that it is, it's like a cool spell, but like to do something and then for three rounds, nothing happens. Yeah. I think that was a really cool way for a DM to be like, okay, this is taking effect. It won't actually do damage, but what you did had an effect. Oh, yeah. You. And like it has stakes and it that was like really cool. Yeah. It was a good um, note oh, for other DMs, I would think. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Get your pencils out, yeah. no- noobs. <laughs> <laughs> you morons. Sorry. sorry, that was rude. I apologize. Suckle I'm so at the sorry. knowledge teat of my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Murph, <laughs> unfurl your brain nipple and let them suck. <laughs> I just pictured a brain. Uh, I just pictured a long nipple unfurling <laughs> like someone rolling out a carpet. <laughs> Feed me, daddy. Um, I'm picturing that I have a huge nipple under my hair on my head. I'm just like, yeah, guys, I can't shave my head. I've got a huge nipple up there. <laughs> it just looks bad. I don't know. I don't and know. It just it's leaks just, knowledge it, all it the looks time. looks weird. And then they, they clip it when they're trying to buzz it. They get the end of my nipple. Can we just pause for a second? And uh, can, can we just pause and do like five seconds of sucking noises so people at home can uh, <laughs> sure. imagine us sucking your brain nipple? Sucking your right. brain Excuse nipple. Me. All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Careful. There's a lot of hair in there. Oh, it's so mm. oh, mm. so arcane. Oh, yeah. the this is genuinely turning it's my upsetting. stomach, and I love it. Yeah. It really yeah, it's, was. It's, it was a little uncomfortable for me, and I suggested it. I'm just imagining the type of barf that my cats throw up when they have hairballs. Oh, oh no. All of this is terrible, and I love it. We had to get so close to his scalp. I, uh, I, I have a good uh, way to change the conversation for us. Uh, no. I have a question for Murph. Ooh. Yeah. Um, put away your nipple okay. uh, and pull out your character sheet. I want to know uh, what type of monster uh, Cordon was, if you can reveal that. Oh, boy. Oh, um, some kind of dragonborn? Yes. Yeah, in um, 
uh, Cobalt Press's uh, Creature Codex. Ooh. There is there are a bunch of Dragonborn in there. Um, I don't have it right in front of me to remember which one it was, but there's like a challenge rating, maybe 11 or 12, like Paladin type uh, Dragonborn, and I just leveled him up. Um, That's so cool. Made him do a little bit more damage. It was so cool that he kept calling us small folk. I'll I'll be honest, I did not, because you kept calling him a kobold, and so I was like, he's a kobold, I accept this. If we fight him, he'll be powerful, but he'll be a powerful kobold. And then to have him turn into a Dragonborn, I was like, yeah. Good shit. <laughs> I love that so much of this episode, the diplomacy came from the other characters being cute and hot. I felt like that helped them. <laughs> I felt like that really helped funny. them. I was very aware of the fact that there was an aspect of wanting to work with the glittering lady just because like <laughs> ever since you introduced her, it's like the glittering lady is fucking awesome. She's like this insane part druid part uh wizard who like lives in a castle and can turn into a dragon i cannot take that from this world yeah yeah also killed barrett brisden which was good yeah Yeah, or took his sentience yeah (laughs) there was definitely a moment at the beginning where i think we were all just like secretly whispering please don't be evil please don't be evil (laughs) we all wanted to be her friend (laughs) basically even after she revealed that she wanted to fight us we're like no 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 but we do like you (laughs) yeah i I think a lot of people especially when they play druids and stuff do that sort of who's that character in miyazaki who's like the girl that uh lives with the wolves and stuff what was her name mononoke yeah mononoke um of that like uh, i'm i'm here to like save the forest and kill all the humans uh like she's the natural kind of end of the druid who's like I don't care about people. I care about... I think, yeah. I think that for me, it was like also really conflicting because like Moonshine's like whole childhood was being part of like a community that didn't have a home and then found a home, but then mm. like everywhere they went, you know, like it was, there was kind of like a stigma attached to being a Crick Elf. And like, so like there is, even though like Melora, like Moonshine is a follower of Melora and like there is a part of her that's like, is there a middle ground but or is there like a 75 percent uh closer to melora but like a 25 still like a 25 percent of tulane that like i guess like the idea of like protecting the dragons like is moonshine feels very 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 like like almost wants to take that on right. as well you you're know? like on board with the principle but not the method i'm on board mm-hmm. with the principle and even the specific like i'm just like yeah dragons are beautiful yeah. creatures and i love to protect beautiful creatures and i hate seeing like a whole community in exile Tulane mm-hmm. is sort of a joe exotic type <laughs> i was i was gonna make that joke because Didn't you've been watching a lot of the tiger king yeah but i was gonna ask about that uh the woman who runs carol baskin yeah, <laughs> yeah. i was like is I, it this woman i guess Melora would be carol baskin until <laughs> wow that's gonna make a lot more people sympathize with tulane then yeah I but joe, joe exotic is uh, i think objectively <laughs> worse unless carol baskin actually I killed her husband i, I don't think know. that maybe melora isn't one of the people i think just they're <laughs> not these characters <laughs> yeah they're different worlds right yeah but i mean that the third eladrin was doc antle murph and like how does that oh play in? okay interesting <laughs> i am very very excited do you think that this third eladrin will come up at all do um, you currently think that Tulane or- specifically said that 
the other Eladrin also broke his pact, but eventually gave his heart to Melora. So oh, that's he, right. Okay. So, okay. So his story is done. He's he's mm. not. But he's um, gone. He's he's gone. Yeah. So did we get one third of a divine heart, or yes. is a piece of a divine heart almost like having a divine heart? Well, Melora, Melora has, has two thirds. Exactly. One third. Exactly. Well, you guys now we sh- took the one third and we split, split it five it, ways. Five ways. Yeah. Yeah. So what is? Wow. This is one a fucking fifth math of one class. third. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna divide one fifth by one third real quick to see exactly how much of a divine heart we have. Mm-hmm. Let be one fifteenth. One uh, divided by three. Uh, divided by five, uh, point zero six 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 seven uh, percentage of a divine heart is how much each of us have. I think. Okay. That's yeah. okay. Point I cannot weigh in. Oh, I so am 6%. not a math person, so I cannot yeah, weigh 6%. in. But that sounds about right to me. <laughs> what about uh, making Papa a divine uh, part of the pack? Uh, you know what? We'll did have you to... feel? Did you feel? Excited when we did that, or did you feel like okay, this is complicated? definitely I'll buff Papa. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure if you as a DM were like, okay, well, this complicates things. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I punched a wall. As soon as did. <laughs> it happened off. Up. It happened off the Zoom screen, so I didn't see it, but I heard it. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. fuck, you fucked me. Fuck that's what. That's why our. That's why the episode was late because Merv had to edit out himself <laughs> having tantrum. a tantrum after we included. Merv went Papa. for a drive. <laughs> <laughs> Merv went for a drive. We went through the drive-through at Taco Bell. It wasn't open because it legally is not allowed to be during quarantine. He broke in via the drive-through window. <laughs> Murp stood in an empty Staples Center and screamed at the balcony. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you guys want to do so? Oh, actually, you know what? Before we do Roses and Thorns, one yeah. more quick thing. Um, be- just because I, I feel like um, the Glittering Lady actually was done a little disservice just by being this late in the campaign and by like, we only I have- I agree. A- I could have done fucking seven episodes in this Dragon yeah, Realm. Yeah, we only we, we only have a few episodes left. I could have left. seven episodes worth of Dragon Realm music. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't really have time to like get super, super into it. Um, but I had plans for her to, I mean, I think she's pretty sympathetic, but she would have been more sympathetic. There was, um, you passed the one role, um, Moonshine, uh-huh. to- um, she can like send you to a demi plane and you passed it. But if you had failed it, you would have gone to like the group's old like hangout spot in the Fey Wild. Huh. What? Oh, wow. Seen, like a flashback? Yeah, you would have seen like a. <gasps> Tell us about the flashback now then. No, it's not a flashback. It's oh. like a little like a uh, brook and there was like a little like picnic area that like um there and she had like painted um her her and her friends and things oh. like that. Oh, that's so sweet. It yeah. is really, but it was also such a, uh, it was also such a uh, heavy weight, but also a truthful one to say, hey, we actually tried to do exactly what you're doing and we failed. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. a lot of really, a lot of plans that succeed were once plans that failed. Yeah. You know, like it's not the plan, it's the execution of it and the people executing it. So it was, you know, it was it was kind of nice to feel like, hey, if you defeat the Allah, you th- you three or now you five will still have to reckon with. I mean, I think all of us will probably just be like, get this divine heart out of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want this. But like, you know, it, in the course of having new powers, we'll have to be acknowledge that we must work together. Yeah, that's something that's been like weighing on me and almost haunting me as we get like further and further into this is like realizing that 
we have inherited this role and like what that means and how we proceed. Uh, yeah. and, like, cause it's like, We've made mistakes and like by definition, our characters make mistakes almost. I mean, Um, a character that doesn't make mistakes is no fun to play. Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, I think it's going to be very fun to see like how we reckon with that and like what it means for our future. And I feel like personally, I've been like kind of coming to the terms, coming to terms with the fact that like maybe the future that like we wanted if we succeeded isn't exactly what we're going to get just because of the necessity of our our new roles in society in the world bev mm-hmm. and hard one did either of you when she was telling that story did either of you feel like oh no is our plan like inherently flawed or is there a world where it can work um because i know i personally had that and so everything i said was me thinking about that and then coming to terms with that did i did anyone else have the uh insecurity i think like my only thought and the only comfort is just knowing that there is no perfect plan and like action is the best plan Mm -hmm. so i guess that's that's where i'm at right now i think i had a similar thought just that like our realizing our plan isn't inherently perfect but not that it's in it's not that it's destined to fail just that it's more it's going to be more complicated than we maybe thought it was going to be but yeah, I, so I think yeah. I think I mentioned on the show, too, but just like us keeping each other honest and staying vi- vigilant, that feels like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess I'm yeah. just hopeful that we're not going to end up like the other heroes. Um, yeah, there was just like a part of me when that came it. out that was like, is the act of taking a divine heart inherently corrupt? Yeah. Or is the divine heart cor- have a corrupting influence? Right. It's not corrupt because yep. I'm doing it. It can't be bad. It's me. <laughs> there, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There are no good divine heart holders. <laughs> All of the groups of three that kind of mirror you guys, none of them <laughs> have made it out together. That's our big yeah. change. We didn't do a group of three. We did oh, a group of five. Yeah. Down there and pop on there. <laughs> the odds, baby. That's like in uh, Lord of the Rings when she's like, I am no man. <laughs> no trio has ever resisted the corrupting influence. You <laughs> forgot about me. trio. <laughs> what about a quintuplet? Yeah. <laughs> we have a goddamn Rare. possum. <laughs> we are a pin pintad. Who knows? <laughs> uh, you guys um, want to do some quick uh, roses and thorns? I yeah. want to give a rose. Uh, we didn't really talk about this scene, but moonshine casting heal on Melora. Oh, Melora. Fuck yeah. yeah, that was fucking rad. I mean, a whole scarecrow of roses for that. Y'all ever have a chance to heal your god, Bev? Mm. I'm looking at you. I think it's gonna present <laughs> itself to you. It feels good. <laughs> I hope so. We gotta find that husk. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna find that husk for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta go on a husk hunt. I got a rose for Moonshine as well. Uh, it's for uh, the nickname Cordon Blue. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that was so funny. Which came up like I guess. Which came up not as an intentional joke. I think we, I was trying to say something else and just said it like it was his name. And then you all laughed and I had to like quickly rewind and listen to what I had just said. That's great. My The joke that I was thinking of in that moment was James Corden, uh, which I feel like... <laughs> I think your that joke was better, and I'm glad that you spoke first. <laughs> Honestly, both would have been beautiful. I think there's an alternate universe timeline where we made a bunch of James Corden jokes. Carpool karaoke, sure, let's do it. 
Ah, Nannerfly effect all over again. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming back what to Pittsburgh. If? Yeah. <laughs> We're breaking the quarantine to do that show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just put the laptop on the stage. Um, I'll give a rose to Hard One um, for his little speech at the end there. Uh, we kind of yeah, uh, we we kind of talked about it for a second here, but him just like mentioning that we're like doing all we can in the moment and like living in the moment and just trying our best, like moment to moment, really really stuck with me a little bit. So, yeah, thanks, man. I thought everybody okay. every I appreciate it. Oh, sorry, you can yeah. finish. You, you can finish oh, giving no, me the rose. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to interrupt mid-rose because you yeah. can get um, scratched by a thorn. <laughs> I thought everyone had everyone had some on-point speeches this episode. That was a joy. It was it was fun to listen to. Yeah, Definitely. but I think that then would that would also be a rose to uh, Murph because you put us in a position that we all desperately wanted to make it work. I gave so you the pedestal. All- you put the soapbox yeah. down, brother. I put the soapbox down. <laughs> you, put, you put the soapbox down, but then the you made us. Stump. You created a uh, a circumstance that we all just passionately wanted to make work. Just yeah. hot, cute enemies. <laughs> you just all you need to do is make our morally gray uh, foes be super hot, and we will do yeah. anything we can to get them on our side. Yeah, you guys. I mean, you, all of your speeches were awesome. I really loved Bev's. Um, uh, like kind of yelling at her and then Misty stepping up. Oh, that was so that was yeah, dope. that was really fun. Yeah. That was really great. Um, uh, it's yeah, you you get two fun moments with spells when you only have second levels left. Yeah, <laughs> all yeah. you can do is Misty step. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I I I loved um everything Caldo was saying about Hard One's speech, and then I really loved um Moonshine. I I thought it was a great realistic way to win over an enemy was to be like, yeah, I do want dragons in the sky. Like, I think we can make this work in a way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong to say, to say that, that like, I guess the idea that like, if we were to do campaign two in Bohemia, the idea that there are like dragons in the sky and it's kind of normal. And there's like somewhat of a peace between, cause like she was a yeah. dragon rider. The idea yeah. that there could just be dragon riders in Bohemia is awesome. Yeah. yeah. I want that. Yeah. And that's always the thing about dragons uh, in, in fiction. I've been reading uh, the Earthsea books and there's a lot of dragon talk in those. Um, and they're so smart and wise. Like yeah. there's really no reason why there couldn't be like a peace brokered yeah. uh, between them and humans. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I I, it's a future that I believe in. A better world is possible, and that world has dragons in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is a little bit like what if there was a sanctuary that just, uh, what if Joe Exotics um, sanctuary <laughs> kept breeding super powerful wise tigers to the point yeah. that there were so many that they could kill everyone in the world, <laughs> and then he just <laughs> released. All the tigers <laughs> and just like trusted that <laughs> that most of them were good. Okay, so I guess maybe we won't do that. Maybe it's an unrealistic dream. No, but I think uh, there's 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 yeah. a ha- there's a happy. I, I guess I just thought since dragons are really intelligent that we could that we could just like ally form an alliance. You can set like huge park like boundaries for dragons. You know, millions of acres. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we'll have to look at the map of Bohemia. But- yeah. Yeah. But like even from dragon lore, I don't get the. I know that often humans v dragons is a thing, or they're they're not. But like the idea, like dragons aren't 
living off of eating i mean obviously in some they are but like the idea that they're a wild animal isn't the case so it's no they're like not a, they're be, not a wild animal yeah. but a, i mean it's it would it would essentially it's like the world of warcraft thing right is like part of the whole thing with the horde and the alliance is that like they're all battling over land essentially it's yeah. like okay yeah. So okay, so I won't push for a Bohemia uh, yeah. with the sky filled with dragons. No, you should. You should. I think no, no, I'm just, I, the diplomatic mission, I feel like there's a there's a middle ground. I do think you know, that's I'm gonna, if you can, I'm if you can magically keep it, them all if you can magically keep them all in one place, you could figure out some way to bring some and figure out some way to like broker peace. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be all one thing where you just like break it and suddenly there are evil yeah. like white ice breathing dragons <laughs> running everywhere. You know what? I think that Moonshine found a way to take to I think Moonshine could make it work. Maybe that's maybe that's what her future is. Ooh, cool. Maybe her future is to straddle that world and begin to figure out how they can be um friends. Bohemia's top diplomat. Yeah. yeah. And obviously um, that would take a lifetime and that's fine. My only thorn is that when we met Tulane, uh, she wasn't lying down on a couch with like three or four baby dragons just kind of squirming all over her. (laughs) That would have been cute. Yeah, that would have been been cute. cute. I like the way she was though, because like, (laughs) yeah. I'm going to take the episode down and I'll put it up in another two weeks or so. If that's okay with everyone, I'm going to add some baby dragons. I think if you had introduced her that way, I fully would have flipped and been like, all right, join me. Melora's weak. We'll go attack her. (laughs) Age of dragons cometh. Let's go. Oh my God. Imagine if the divine heart is just pumping there and you have that vision. You just like cast fireball on it. (laughs) I cast dispel magic at an eighth level. Um, um. Lane's in the background just feeding a dragon with a baby bottle being like yeah do it oh my god do it (laughs) (laughs) is joe exotic (laughs) oh my god okay guys Uh, why don't we wrap this one up thank you guys so much for uh listening uh thank you for being patient with us short rest coming out a little bit late but it's still thursday y'all so don't at me thank you so much they just finished listening to the episode that was a beefy soda man (laughs) yeah yeah um yes uh awesome uh thank you guys so much for listening uh coldwell why don't you take us out gladly thank you so much everyone get ready to roll them dragon dice rolling Rolling with with the dragon dragon dice. dice nice and simple